Thanks for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. We are excited to launch our new video series called Game Notes. You've heard these podcasts before, and thanks a lot for all the feedback and wanting to see the timestamp plays that we're discussing. So we're going to bring it to you now in video form on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Each episode will also feature additional instructional content that's going to be displayed throughout each episode on the screen to give you more context to the conversation. I really hope you check it out. We've been rerunning the basketball shop episodes lately as a lead up to this. So we really appreciate you listening to the podcast and we would love it if you watched it. Game Notes Volume 1 features Jordan Kleingen from Bismarck, North Dakota. Have a great day. This is Jordan Kleingen from Bismarck, North Dakota. Thanks for watching Game Notes on the Crowd Refs podcast. Serve the game. All right, so I'm just pulling up your report. What'd you think of it? Oh, I loved it. It was great. Um, breaking it down like that, I'm going to pull it up here too. Um, like I said to you the other day, I kind of just looked. This is the first game I have on film. Um, Ever? Yeah, well, yeah, so this is like my first um, real year getting a lot of varsity games. And this is, so in North Dakota, there's Class A and there's Class B. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have any Class A games yet. This was a B game. Um and so I get some class A lower level stuff, but they don't film it. Gotcha. Uh, they don't film like JV stuff. So um, this was, I've, I've been getting a couple now that I got more time. Um, been getting a couple games to watch. Like I said, I wanted to, I sent you those clips from the other one. Cause I mean, this game still, you can pull a lot from, but that other game, there was like five or six plays that I wanted to look at this game. God, I think I remember watching. Like we didn't blow a whistle like till six, five, six minutes in. Yeah, you had a, you had a fairly quiet game. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like, but I, you can still get a lot from it. But yeah, see, this is what I really wanted to do. Like a lot of times, I, I talk about plays and try to describe it as best for the listener so they mm-hmm. can visualize it. But there's no visual. Yeah. So this is the visual that everybody, you know, needs. So mm-hmm. I had the one at twenty-five fifty-seven. Okay, let's pull that up. That was a bang, bang, out of bounds play. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about just selling it. Cause don't sell. Don't sell. It was one of those just weak arm, weak point. Um, and on a play like that, wondering if you'd step down, um, kind of almost come towards the play a little more. All right, so 25-57, we have an out-of-bounds play. I wrote your your point needs a little bit more snap and energy. We have a mm-hmm. great hustle play by both players here. You know, and there was contact kind of as they were um, scrumming for the loose ball. Equal pressure, so I don't think we missed a foul. But they both dive on the ground for the loose ball. It's a very energetic play, and then there's not much energy on your end. Let's yeah. Yep. All right, A1's inbounding here. Team B is full court press. We have a loose ball. Great hustle. Both players dive. Very nonchalant there. You know, yeah. you kind of got to you kind of got to match their energy there. So stop mm-hmm. the clock. Take a step towards the play, and a, and, a, and an emphatic point. You don't got to overdo it. You don't got to like take four steps in. It's just just a little bit of momentum to kind of guide you through that play, and then it'll look more complete. But it looks a little lopsided there, right? Yeah, and that's what I noticed, like, really throughout, um, the presence thing has just got to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, just overall standing up a little taller, just everything has got to get cleaner, which it's still early, but if I can clean that stuff up now, I mean, even, and I know we'll get to a little bit, I've been working on the chop, uh, or the, the hit signal mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. Just cleaning everything up and being big. your hit signal. Oh, I'm a little tight. So I used to, I think what I do is I do it all at once. Nah, you gotta, you gotta go to pick a side. You're, yeah, you're meeting in the middle. You got both arms like coming at each other. And so pop now, that arm, pop the off arm out and yeah. then strike. And that's what I've been working on here, here. and here. A little but, bit less forceful though with that chop. Okay. You know, it's, uh, I like the off arm you had. It popped it out, and then it's just. Yep. I'll just work on that finish. Um, another play I had was thirty-one twenty-seven. It was blocked. Let's go to video blocks, tape. Block signal. Here we go. All right, so what would you think of the whistle? You know, the more I watch it, I don't know. I mean, there was contact, but the whistle was the, – the, the arm was soft and the block was softer, I think. Yeah, I mean, the more I watch it, too, it looks like the defender kind of – kind of just standing there. Straight up, the offensive player just kind of ran into him. Yeah. Which, which caused the defender to kind of make a weird motion, which kind of made, made it maybe look like a block. But mm-hmm. I think there, I don't. I don't really have any illegal contact. I guess. Yeah, I would agree. I think this is a play on. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look again. Defender's legal. He just has an arm straight yeah. up. Doesn't doesn't really do anything wrong. All right, so yeah. let's let that one slide. Um, mm-hmm. As far as your signals on the spot, stop the clock, and then we got to come with more of an ab- immediate block signal. You kind of hesitated and paused, which makes you look a little bit unsure. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe take a step towards the play when you uh, yeah. have your block signal. I wrote that down in my notes. What'd you say? I wrote that down in my notes that I do like the step mm-hmm. forward. It's a little awkward for me when I don't take a step and I call a block. Just standing there. I mean, I'm getting more and more used to it, but it just feels a little bit better when I take that step in. Yep. All right, 40-45. We have a rebounding foul. I think it's a correct call and a necessary quick whistle. Remember, there's sometimes we need to have a patient whistle. Sometimes we got to have a quick whistle and just stop the play. This is a cleanup foul that we must instantly stop like you did. But here's the sequence I have after um, you stop the clock. I want you to insert the stay here signal. Um, and that's going to indicate that Team A is going to inbound the ball on the end line. We're not going to shoot any shots. Also, pause at the spot. You were, you were um, pause at the spot and then hustle to the table. Wait for your partner to switch. Say the color, then the number. And I want, to, I want to see a stronger push, um, keeping your hands more outward. Let's look at this play. Yeah, so I, I think that's a good job just stopping it right away because if we don't, then offensive player might retaliate, might have an elbow. or. Okay, look at that push, though. Yeah. How, you know, how soft was that push? Yeah, my arms what? weren't even extended. That wasn't a foul. Mm-hmm. What you just reported to the table wasn't a foul. Yeah. You know, we say report what happened. So.
So with your push, it's going to start start it at, at like your, your shoulders and then push it straight out. So we need okay. a little bit more distance with, with your push, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you just point with two fingers when you are pointing to the spot there? Um, I don't know. Yes. All right. So something really simple, but we talk about cleaning up all the little stuff. You kind of pointed with, with two fingers. When we, when we point to the spot, just keep it simple. Use one finger okay. every time. Unless you're like inbounding the ball and a player is close to you, then you could use the open hand, the gentleman's hand yep. to kind of guide them to the spot. Like, here you are, sir. Just want to take a quick break from the podcast to tell you about our new IPR service, which is the Individual Performance Report, one of the industry's first film review services. We break your game down into seven parts. You are now hearing the game notes section where we did a full timestamp review on some notable plays and loaded it with some instructional comments and questions. So hope you enjoy. Hit us up if you have any questions about the IPR. You can email me at crownrefs at gmail.com or hit us up on social. Now, back to the podcast. And then um, let's say we're going other way. You're stopping the clock. Just point? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Stop the clock, um, point the point, and you could say that way or or white ball or going down. Mm -hmm. Are you going – so you're going foul, stays here. And then pointing to the spot too? Nah, I'm okay. not even. I'm not going to point to the spot there because when okay. you do stay here, I mean, everybody knows. You, I mean, you point it to the ground, so they know that the the the, the spot of the foul and where they're going to inbound the ball. Kind of okay. common sense there. Yeah. But again, I understand that's a good question to ask. I mean, you can do it. I just think it's unnecessary. Yeah, and then you start getting traffic signals and, and let me specify it's unnecessary in the position that you were in just now on the baseline where it's yeah. coming in right there had you been mm-hmm. at trail and you used the stay here signal now we need to indicate the spot because it might be on the end line yep okay that was good all right let's go to 44 yeah that's one i had to 44 well, i have a weird high school play there's a lot of strange high school plays that are difficult to work to ref. I mean, offensive player looks a little out of control there. I was surprised that you went shooting foul. Yep. Tell me why you decided to award two shots. So, I from I think on the spot, I thought the contact forced him to not to lose control. I think he was at the time. Think he was going up. I don't even know if I saw twenty two there, which makes it look like it was pretty obviously just dropping the ball off to him. He got out of control. Yeah. Um, when I watch it, when he gathers at the free throw line, it looks like one, two, and he's going to go up. And then he's like, oh, you know, I don't know where I'm going. Um, yeah, you have nowhere to go. Yeah. And, and so the more I look at it, would have just liked it. You know, I, I actually tied this in. You had the play last night, the courage not to blow your whistle in the lead. Uh-huh. In the pro-am. And I think this could have been one of those where I could have let it go. Um, yeah, I mean, because I don't I know if the contact just, was illegal. If you just you said you could have, you talking about this play or another play now? This play. The the you posted the Instagram link uh, last night with the pro am the courage not to blow the whistle. Oh the yeah, oh, I got, I understand, I understand. And yeah. I wonder if this is one of those where there's so much contact, it's easy to call. But I don't know if 
24, I believe it was, did anything illegal. Well, I mean, we'll never know. But if you didn't have a whistle here, 22 would have had the ball and nobody would have said anything because you probably mm-hmm. would have took one power dribble and up. Yeah. So that's why I said this play needs a little bit more patience. If you just hold on an extra second. Um, now, I'm, saying, I'm not saying if the foul was correct or not, but if you just hold, mm-hmm. hold on to signaling two shots, I, the play kind of gives us the answer. Yeah. Because he dumped it off. 22 now has the ball. So when you signaled two shots, the player didn't even have the ball in his hands. Yeah. So just give it an extra second and lengthen this play and weave it off. Yeah. All right. We have a block here in transition off a quick steal. See, that that doesn't help that you kind of get blocked out right there from the player. That costs you a couple steps, definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, why don't we come out and signal a block there? I think I was waiting on him to take it. I think I was just waiting because, you know, I didn't signal anything right away. I think we both made eye contact and we both kind of shook our head. Like we, I think we, one of us might've said block and then I just didn't signal. Yeah. I mean, the crew becomes a little bit, you know, mechanically vulnerable there on that quick steal. You know, the Mm -hmm. lead is having a look across the paint technically your primary if you're in the right position here then you're going to see that play much better than you did you you kind of weren't even in the picture when you when you called the foul Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it was the fact that you were kind of too far away from the play which didn't make you fully sure which kind of contributed to you not coming out and popping a a block there but I mean the game needs to know what the foul is here obviously yeah Yeah. Um, so right there even if you are that far away, you could still take a couple steps towards the play as you blow your whistle. I'm not saying sprint in. Like, after the whistle, we shouldn't be sprinting towards the play. It looks anxious and nervous. But you yeah. still could have closed down a little bit there and waited till you got to about the 28-foot mark or three-point line extended and then just come with a, a late block there. Yep. Is that one where I could just let him have it? Like I said, we're kind of in a vulnerable position here because we're we're trailing the play off that quick steal. You kind of got blocked off. I mean, this is this is your play. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, and and I think both officials were a little bit hesitant because you know it is kind of a gray area too. Because yeah, we a lot of traffic. And you got to show a little bit more hustle right there, though. Yeah. Yeah, a couple quick couple steps would have helped. Yeah. Man, that, that's definitely definitely your primary. It's on the outside of the paint, opposite block. All right. And then work on that block signal at the table, too. A little bit more strike. Mm-hmm. A little bit more force. All right. You had a good charge, 5406. Make sure we get our eyes uh, to the rotating defender as soon as that drive begins. You know, as soon as B1 gets beat, we're already shifting towards B2 as, as he or she steps up to, you know, take on, try to take a charge. My hot take here is to slow down your whistle an extra half second and let that contact completely finish. I don't think it finished completely before you made your decision. And then I just want you to add a little bit more of an athletic step and then punch. So just to give yourself a little bit more of a, a fluid appearance. Let's take a look.
that was a nice job. Um, I mean, overall, that's a solid job. But you see what I'm saying? Where you could could have just held on an extra second. Yep. I watched. Was it one of your even, even with the punch? It's just contact, boop, whistle, fist, punch, or even before that, take a step and then punch. Where did I go? Huh? There I am. I'm back. Um, one thing I've been working on is that charge. Uh, personally, I don't like the hand behind the head. Well, it's just got approved. Um, it just became the, you know, the new initiative for college. Did it? Okay. I, I, I like the arm. I, I found I, I tend to put my other arm like here almost, mm -hmm. um, like that, but it did just get approved. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels, it feels awkward to me. But I, it's something obviously I want to work on then. Um, yeah, that just feels awkward to me. I don't know that that other arm going behind the head, both sides even. It's not like one side feels better than the other. They both feel kind of awkward. <laughs> well, listen, I've always been saying have a catalog, have a lot of different options. So yep. I've been I've been working on the behind the head since probably 2014. So I've had it in in my stash. Now I just need to use it primarily. I didn't I didn't use it that much this season because I, I like to punch and and just do a regular point on my player control fouls. But now we're gonna add the boop. Behind the head. All right, let's even before we even get in that. Look, look at that hand count. And I want to see more snap there. Yeah. Very nonchalant. It's like, hey, snap it out. Yeah, and I'm just like even walking, just like get to the table and let's let's go shoot the free throws. This is a common thing where the official just holds his fist up a little bit too long, and it's kind of like. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yep. I got the foul. Mm -hmm. You know? It's just a little much. I don't hold my fist up long enough. So me and you need to meet in the middle. Yeah, somewhere in between. Sometimes I'm just rapid. I look mm -hmm. at myself on film and I, I have to ask myself, did you even stop the clock? I got to rewind it because it's just like a quick little hand raise. And that one, I don't know if you can hear if I was getting yelled at. You know, you get that sometimes. Uh, one more thing too, and then we'll get to that point. I just want you to point after you, is this a bonus? Yep. Yeah. All right. So come right up and show one and one. As soon okay. as you call the foul, boop, point the other way. One and one. Okay. So add th those two things, fist point bonus. Mm -hmm. Let's look at your double dribble. Oh yeah. We got a double dribble here. All right, don't crouch over. Yep. See how you dropped your head there? Remember, mm -hmm. we just talked about staying big, stay tall. One, two, three, and then pop, pop that thing out. That's very soft. Yep. Which lacks, you know, that emphasis and that command and that certainty. This is all stuff you're gonna get. You're adding it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like I said with all these, they're just just soft on the signals. Mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, let's look at your chop too. Oh yeah, the Jeter chop. Yeah, Jeter chop. Yeah, let, let, let's focus on the Jeter or the Jordan chop. 
Yours is a little low there. Now, just to clarify, there's nothing in the book that says you, we should be doing this. Yeah, it just looks strong. But everybody does. Or all the, you know, the best officials that we all see on TV do it. So that's our excuse to do it. Yep. At 47, there was one that I called from the lead. Right, again, you're crouching over a little bit. Yep. It's just you're ducking. The cell wasn't there. No cell. There's nothing to sell. Just be 100% confident, and you will project strength. Yeah. The other travel there was one at 47, and it was one out of my primary. 29.57. I appreciate that fact that we're talking about your plays, and we're going to share it too, because you're, mm-hmm. you're helping a lot of people too, man. Yeah, no, it's great to listen to these. criticism. This is just enrichment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to – who's the guy from Michigan? I listened to his the other day. It was really good. Oh, Ryan's. Yeah, I yep. like that one too. Yep. That one came off pretty strong. What do you like about it? Um, younger official like me, I feel like, you know, trying to work his way up a little bit. So some of the questions he had, I just could relate to. Yeah. Good. All right. This is a big pet peeve of mine. Holding the ball at your hip. Yep. Just looks very old school. It looks unathletic. It looks like you didn't play. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you, when we do that, and it, ju- it just does not look modern. I think we need to hold it like a waiter because we're servicemen and service women of the game. Mm-hmm. Make that simple adjustment. Every time you have the ball now, you're holding it up. You're holding it up on, the pl- on a platter. Yep. You know? That's what we think of the game. Fifty-one thirty. I said, close your fingers and use the open hand on all three points. All right, so... Interesting that you signaled your make with the three fingers up there. Mm-hmm. Freeze the tape. Let's break out the illustrator. Yep. Right here. Open hand. Mm-hmm. Even for the ma- for the attempt. I mean, I know this is this is approved. Three fingers up. So. It's up to you. And I like the – I think this is one I had asked a local official, and they had said, do this. And I just – but I, I think I'd started off with this, and then it was – there's a lot of experimenting early on, especially Good. in those lower-level games where it was here. And I, this is feels way better to me. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, this game was like in January, uh, and so I had kind of switched at that point. Um, but I think I'm going to go back to this. I like this better. Don't just don't just safely raise it up. It's you got you know it's like a you're throwing it out there. You're throwing it mm-hmm. out. Okay. Like there's got to be a rhythm to it. All right, you had a good call in fifty three twenty seven. Let's look at that. Mm. Good hit call there. All right, hustle to the table there. Yep. From lead, got to hustle to the table. And that hit, you know, you're. You're a little. Yeah. That off arm was a little too in the center. It's funny. Mm-hmm. My first hit I ever did, I used to, I used to throw. It was just so weird and awkward. Like I didn't know what to do with my arms, which arm to hit, which arm. Um, then I saw an official where he he reported five. Yeah. As he was reporting five, he already transitioned to the off arm. I'm like, wow, that looks really sharp. I'm going to take that. 
and yeah. I've made it my own. Yeah. I think on some of those, like that one too, I think I held it a little bit. And I don't know if I'm trying to process stuff still or what I'm doing, but that one was the same one as the, as the foul on this end where I held it and I was walking still with my arm up. Definitely report behind the head for a player control at the table. Like okay. you punched it at the spot, but definitely when you go to the table, that's when we got to get a little more proper. Okay. Because if you want to break it down, a fist is a team control foul. Yep. First the player control. Correct. There you go. That point again was a little way too safe. Yep. There was no like snap to it. Remember you got, it's almost like a gun. Cock back, fire, extend. Okay. Boop, turn your hips, look down the court, point. Try to stop adjusting your pants. <laughs> like I said, that's all game. It doesn't go away. We all have little ticks that we do on the court. Everybody adjusts their pants. I'm sorry. We all adjust to, to check out the tuck to make sure that, you know, it's fully tucked and there's no blousing. I wasn't wearing knee tucks at this point. I did buy them, though, so. Hey, the Crown Rush Podcast is brought to you by knee tucks. Knee tucks. Crown Refs Podcast is brought to you by Neat Tucks, the best way to keep your shirt or uniform tucked. If you're looking for that clean and professional look on the court, this is the best product for that. Go to neattucks.com and order yours today. Crown Refs and Neat Tucks, serving the game. Yeah, I got a, I, I bought a set, so I had one, but I don't think I got them until like mid-January here. So after, shortly after this, I had them though. Very nice. Maybe I stopped doing it once I got him. Well, you know, I can still remember um, being in his living room, and I was 27, 28 years old, and him him pausing the tape in the living room on a drive to the basket and screaming at me, "Who do you got? Who are you refereeing? Who are you looking at?" And uh, that still holds true to today, and. It was uh, quite amazing that, you know, all the things that were learned inside his living room back in 1989-90, uh, uh, we're teaching today. So it's, it's maybe with some different verbiage, but it's still the same uh, principles of, you know, get the people early, see them longer, so the play is slower. And, uh, you know, we, we, I would say early in my career, we wore the pause button now his VCR. I mean, I think that we took the print off it because he was, he would, he would always be willing to watch tape with me. And the big thing was he was always really honest with me to the point where I would leave his living room wanting to punch him. And, uh, I realized that he was, he was telling me the truth. And, uh, that, that would really made a difference in my career. I believe. Um, got any other questions or any other plays or ideas or thoughts that you had you want to run by me? I got a whole page of notes, so Great. I'll go watch it again. Um, just, take, just you know, I got two camps coming up this summer. Hopefully, I guess um, two big ones. So I'm hoping to really clean up those signals and stuff, just to be able to get seen a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, because I think if I can clean that up a little bit, you know, the sky's the limit. So I like your confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, Twenty-eight. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I played the game, coached the game, ref the game now, so I'm just oh. seeing it from all angles is good. Um, That's going to give you an advantage. Yeah, because I, like I said, prior to this, I had coached for four years here in town, um, which has led to a weird relationship a little bit, you know, when I'm now refing games with guys I coached against. Yep, and, yep uh, definitely. I actually think it, it, it might help me a little bit in the sense that I can talk to them a little more. Um, we have a little different relationship some of them you know but um, that was a little weird this year got to get used to that yeah and like a guy I teach with like we're really good friends I had like of course I got to sign like five of his games this year so Um, but it was good everything went well so thank you for listening to the crown refs podcast serve the game